we are back for one last go around in 2020. It is the finale. It's the grand finale, the season finale of the De Beer Bros season one. What a season it has been! Thank you for joining us on this magical journey of podcasting and 2020. Um, what a year! Well, <laughs> that's putting it lightly. Uh, with me, as always, is my uh, illustrious. Kind of a kind of a poop head this week, Rob Young. Uh, Rob, how are you, bud? Good. Why am I a poop head? I think you know why you're a poop head to me right now. <laughs> if for for those of you that don't know, Rob and I have played in a fantasy football league for many years now, and uh, this is, I believe, the first time we have faced off in, against each other in the playoffs. So uh, tensions are running high. It's, uh, yeah, Joe and I will send uh, insults to each other every day. Daily. Uh, and, I mean, they're, they're pretty harsh. I mean, we've been, we've been getting at it. The, the podcast may not survive. <laughs> <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's a very contentious matchup right now. We'll see. Uh, we will either watch me get really happy or my heart break tonight with the Raiders-Chargers game in the background. But that's not what you guys are here for. You guys are here for the beers, and we are closing it out this year with Christmas beers, part two. Um, but before we tell you guys, I lost track of what I was going to say. Before we tell you guys what we have on tap, Rob, you want to tell people where they can reach us on social media? Certainly. Uh, on tap, download the app if you haven't already. The Beer Bros. Email us, dogbeerbros at gmail.com. Listen to the past podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Anchor. Uh, Twitter at the Beer Bros One, Instagram the Beer Bros Pod. Like and follow Facebook page if you haven't already, and then uh, check out our past quarantine episodes on YouTube. Absolutely, those may turn their uh, rear their head this uh, this show. Um, we got a fun one for uh, we have South and Western State uh, breweries. Yep. Uh, we have. Shiner Holiday Cheer, Abita Christmas Ale, friend of the podcast, uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration uh, Fresh Hop IPA, and then uh, what is it? Anchor Brewing. Uh, it is. I don't really know what the hell the. It, it, I think it's just the Christmas Ale. Uh, they don't really label yeah. it that well. That's um, what it looks like. Doesn't pop out yet quite that much, but we'll get to that later. Uh, so four interesting beers. Looking forward to try those. just glancing over it looks like they're going to be a little different i think than uh last week's yeah absolutely should be interesting um so we don't have any history because we talked about that on the first part of this so if you want to hear the history make sure to go back and listen to uh part one but i did promise rob was not only going to sing us some christmas songs but he was going to tell us the meaning of christmas so rob the floor is yours answer good job rob um yeah let's uh let's jump into the beers we got some other stuff at the back end of the show so let's get to it our first beer on deck uh or first beer up to the bet up to the plate is shiner holiday cheer uh rob you want to go ahead and give the description 
Yes, holiday traditions come in all shapes and sizes. Ours come in freshly wrapped bottles and cans. This old world uh, Dunkelweizen, or is it pronounced Dunkelweizen? Dunkelweizen. Brewed with Texas peaches and roasted pecans, or pecans. Perfect for cracking open in front of a crackling fire. So, I mean, look at the bottle. It is very festive. Well, how, come, how come your bottle is different than mine? Yours is green. Mine's white. Yes, they uh, they release different types. Different types of the label or different types of the beer? Uh, the, the label. So kind of like Oberon, you know, they do different types of labels for, for Oberon. Yeah. Uh, very, yeah, very simple looking. You know, you got like the little kind of stars kind of around it on the white bed. It kind of looks like wrapping paper a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, um, they're like, a mine at least. I mean, mine's a green background. You know, it's got uh, gold, white, and red. It look, they look like snowflakes, you know. Um, uh, it, it's just very classic kind of Christmas uh, type of label, I guess. Yeah. Uh, looking at the beer itself, definitely kind of get that. You kind of get that uh, peach tea kind of look to it. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's a little dark, but you got you know it's it's pretty clear. You could still see through uh, if you put your finger behind it. So, um, really nice looking color of it. Yeah, I mean it's very pretty. It looks very warm, um, and it's it smells sweet. I mean that's kind of all you ask for in a Christmas beer. Uh, the peach smell is right out in front of you. I I don't think I've ever had a beer that had peaches in it. So this is uh, this is interesting. I like peach flavored drinks. So. so this little, uh, you know, peach iced tea is delicious, so. But, uh, Rob, there's only one way to find out. All right, let's do it. Cheers. It's interesting. I mean, it tastes like a peach lager. You know, I don't really get, like, Christmas vibes, vibes from it. You know, um, it's interesting. It's definitely different. Like I said, I mean, I was kind of glancing over all these beers. I knew all of these were going to be pretty different from what we had the first week. Yeah. Um, the taste, it's hard to pinpoint. It's its very sweet. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, you know, kind of going back to that peach tea, it kind of has that like unsweetened tea kind of taste to it a little bit. Um, yeah, I see where you're coming from. It's, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily something I would necessarily want in a beer, but it is very easy going down. It is. Um, I think it's very bubbly, too. You know, it's kind of um, kind of got a champagne-y type of feel to it. Um, you know, if you're kind of closing your eyes also, I think drinking this, I don't think you picture a darker beer in color either. I really don't think you picture a beer if you're when you're drinking this. This this more kind of tastes like maybe like a mixed drink than it does a beer. Um, okay. Should be noted this is five point four percent ABV, so definitely uh, much on the lighter side of alcohol content with this. But it's yeah, it's just it. I don't know if I'm really getting beer vibes from it. Okay, I I still pick up on malts. Um. You know, looking past the peaches, I still pick up on a lot of malts, and I think, you know, that's where they were trying to aim towards to make sure it still, you know, stays with that beer taste. Um, but it is, it's not as strong as 
like the peaches. I definitely do not taste any pecans. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, the peach is the more overwhelming of both the smell and the flavor. Um, yeah, it's just you know, I, I think if I think if you're expecting maybe something with a little bit more of a bite, uh, this is not going to be the beer for you. Um, if you just judging off of my kind of tone with it, I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's it just doesn't have that oomph to it. Joe doesn't like sweet stuff, you know. Rob, I mean. again, don't you dare switch the narrative on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not my um, it's not my pint of beer. Uh, I would say um, it's probably not the first beer I'll grab around Christmas time. I the the in, I mean no disrespect to this, but like it just kind of seems like that beer that you you know you buy a six pack. You're like, oh, I'm having a party gonna get a whole bunch of different beers and that's the one like nobody really drank and it just kind of sits in the back of your fridge and then in march you're like oh i still have this and then you just kind of dump it out because it's past the holiday season no disrespect but that's just kind of the vibe i'm getting from from this beer <laughs> we yeah, we've I all been in that just... situation though what's that we've all been in that situation there's just a beer that just didn't didn't stick the landing yeah we we definitely did we definitely have been. Um, I've definitely had beers in my fridge where I've gone through, like after our curbside show, and I was like, "I gotta time to make room for uh, um, you know out with the old in with the new." Yeah. Um, food pairing wise, Rob, what would you be going with? It's it's tough. Um, you know, just because of kind of like the, the peach taste, I was actually kind of thinking. Um, you know, it, it might pair well with something like a charcuterie board with some of the kind of sweet jams. Um, or, you know, some people like to put dried apricots on their charcuterie boards. I actually think that would uh, pair okay with like, uh, you know, with kind of the peach taste to it. Um, so, and then, you know, get something salty to kind of balance out that sweetness, you know, make sure there's crackers there, some, some good slices of meat, some, uh, some gabagool, you know, get some good cheeses, you know, stuff like that. You watching The Sopranos lately? <laughs> All too much. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just don't think this is a beer that necessarily lends itself to an ideal food pairing. It's <clears throat> the flavor of it is a little overwhelming. I think uh, you know, it's it's not going to destroy your taste buds, but I think it's it's going to hinder whatever you're eating with it. I don't know. You don't really. Uh, you know, let, let's go with like, uh, you know, like they have like the apple, like the sliced apples, but it comes with like the caramel dip. I think that would oh, probably, okay. I think that, pro- I, I mean, you don't really eat fruit with a, with a beer, but, uh, I, I like that kind of, you know, I, I think just so it's kind like, of like a winter Christmas snack. Right. Se. Yeah. You know, it, something, something, you know, with a little sweetness to it, but not like, not like a chocolate per se, but you know, it's, you know. Something a yeah, little sugary. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely not a chocolate. No. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah, like a caramel or a honey. Like if you're dipping something in that, I think that that's probably going to go best with it. But again, it's it's not something that necessarily lends itself to many pairings. Um, no. Season-wise, time of year-wise, I really don't think this fits, like flavor, flavor and taste-wise, in Christmas. 
No, I, um, I don't know. Maybe you're kind of drinking it in the spring, like when the weather's just about to change. You're kind of tired of the cold ones, so you know you kind of want to drink something a little sweeter, kind of brighten the mood. Um, you know, it's starting to starting to change, starting to get a little warmer out. So I'm kind of thinking the springtime. Yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would probably go along the same lines. Spring or summer. Uh, again, I mean, it's just it's not a beer that you're really gonna seek out. I think it's it's just okay. Uh, well, actually, it's not. It's not. It's kind of bad. Um, it's not. It's. I don't think it's for everybody. No, it's. You know, one thing we've kind of talked about uh, before in the podcast is. Um, we really like beers that have like great aftertaste, you know, kind of have, you know, you get a lot of, whether it's like an IPA or a hazy where, um, you know, you get a lot of dryness, a lot of citrusness, like right up front, Yeah. but it kind of leaves that beer type of taste with you on your tongue. I, I, I got a little bit of malt and then it was more so peaches and now I'm getting like nothing. So nothing's kind of leaking on my tongue. So it's not. I don't know. It's just not worth remembering. Yeah, it it, it it leaves it, it leaves your it, it it leaves your tongue your taste buds pretty quickly. Uh, going into that, Rob, what are you going to score this? Um, I mean, I don't want to shit on it or anything like that, but I mean, don't worry, I'm let me take care of like a, a two point six one. Uh, yeah, I just it, it's not a good beer. Uh, I. It just it doesn't really give you a beer taste. It's just kind of like you know, it's like peach schnapps at this point. Uh, right. You know, it's 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 just not good. And this is probably going to be one of the lower scores I've given on the show. I gave a Bud Light a zero point six nine. I think I'm going to go lower than that. What? I'm going to go. I'm going to go a zero point four five. I just I. The more yeah. the more and more I drink it, it's just it 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 just it, it isn't good. <laughs> Sorry, Shiner. No offense. Good thing we only grabbed one. Yeah, yeah. I had this whole uh, this week dumped out at the end of the show. Um, Rob, any last notes on on Shiner Holiday Cheer? Uh, no, it's just um. Bah humbug! Yeah. That's that's my last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next one here. Uh, We have Abita Christmas Ale. I'll go ahead and give the description. Uh, Our Christmas Ale is a brown ale that is brewed with six types of malted barley and fermented with American ale yeast. It is brewed with pale pale malt as well as a combination of caramel, biscuit, Munich, and chocolate malts. It is hopped and dry hopped with Columbus, Cascade, Centennial, and Amarillo and has a nice piney and citrusy hop flavor and aroma. The result is a flavorful brown ale that is sweet and malty with a pleasant hop aroma. Nice. I like that description. It's good. It's a good description. Uh, I love the uh, the bottle art. I mean, it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's just very Nola. Yeah. Like you have Santa on a canoe with uh, with alligators for for reindeer. Yeah. Yeah, the alligators are reindeer. I mean, it's just awesome. And it looks like, I mean, he is, I mean, New Orleans is in the background, obviously. Um, it's just, it's very cool. It's it's colorful, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Abita did a great job with the with the bottle art. Yeah, gives you that uh, that uh, Christmas Eve 
feel you know like night sky to it, so it looks looks really nice. Yes. Uh, looking at the beer itself, kind of a similar color scheme uh, to Shiner. Caramely, I feel like it does have, it, and it's a little bit more bubbly. I, I think Shiner was missing that a little bit. I think you see a lot more of the uh, fermentation in it. You get a, you get a better foam head from it. Um, I mean, it's a brown ale, so yeah, that would make sense for the color. So, smell-wise, you uh, you kind of get that mix of malty, kind of sweet smell that uh, I think you definitely kind of pick up on that chocolate malt. Yeah, I, I mean, I picked up right on malt right away. It was malt heavy, and now I'm. Uh, it, it was followed by caramel, like right after. I feel like. Yeah. Um, so very it smells very good. Does yeah. This is another one of those, like, if they made a candle out of it, it'd smell delicious. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. Great minds think alike. Uh, um, I think there's only one thing left to do. No, yeah, man. There's only, uh, there's only one way to find out. Cheers. It's okay. It's to be honest, um, nothing against Abita, but it, it takes a little water down. Yeah, it's a little flatter. I think um, you don't really get those kind of sweet smells that I think you were expecting, especially from both the description and the the, the smell of it. Um, it's just you, you just kind of get a little a little maltiness, but there's not a lot of flavor behind it 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 just um it tastes very light it's yeah there's not like joe said there's not a lot coming out at you i get a little caramel in the aftertaste and you know a little a little bit of malts you know roasted malts in it but mm -hmm. um i mean i think i was hoping for a lot more um this i mean it doesn't i, I it's a brown ale but i mean it tastes like it just tastes very light yeah yeah it's yeah, it, it, kind of similar with Shiner. It just doesn't really have that, that oomph. Now, granted, I think it does have a little bit more of that bitter bite to it that I think improves it a little bit more. Um, but uh, let me get another sip of it. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing right now. I just... I, I feel like I'm missing something with every sip I take. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I mean, you know, it might just be a case of... There's so many different kind of ingredients to it that it doesn't have that balance where, like, we kind of talked about with the past few uh, episodes where they had, like, the the ginger and the cinnamon. Like, those kind of took their turns, to, you know, kind of manifesting themselves with these. It's kind of you get it all in, in one shot and then it's, you know. Yeah. They blended, like, it was, they put too much in it. It all blended too much together and now it's just... Yeah. Nah. Granted, this one does have an aftertaste. The aftertaste is all right. It's, you know. Yeah, I mean. You just kind of get the that. The aftertaste is actually decent. I, I like the roast, like I was saying, the roasted malt. I, I get a lot of that. Yeah. You know, there's, that's probably part of the chocolate malt, too. So it's, um, you know, it kind of leaves more of a, like, warm, warmer feeling, you know, with you. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but I got to be honest, I'm not really impressed. I, I was really looking forward to this one, and. Um, kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's you're all for two on your choices here, Rob. Uh, these were these were your beers. I'm kidding. Um, That's right. I mean, uh, Joe and I both went out to get four beers each, four Christmas beers each, and three of these are mine. And yeah, and yeah. I didn't I didn't like Alpha Claus either. So Alpha Claus was fantastic. You're you're all for three on me. No, um, Alpha Claus was awesome. This is a little bit more alcohol heavy, five point eight percent ABV. Rob, food pairing wise, what would you go with? Um, you know, it's kind of tough, um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess kind of more that caramely taste that, you know, I kind of do like it as a dessert beer, you know, maybe a pecan pie, um, just because of that caramel flavor will, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It will, uh, pair? No, uh, compliment. No compliment. I think the pecans, the pecan pie taste, um, so... That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the, the flavor of it doesn't necessarily bring it to a full dessert beer for me. I think it's a little bit more bitter. That like it just it, it wouldn't go well with something sweet. I would probably go I'd probably go more salty. I mean like I, I think if like you just had like a little like nut mix, like you had almonds cashews, peanuts, like I think if you just mixed oh, yeah. all of those together, I think that, you know, something a little bit more simple, I think that just kind of fits well with that kind of taste that we're getting. Sure. Um, I like it. Time of year wise, Rob, what would you go with? Um, you know, it, I, um, I, guess, it, I guess it does go Christmas time, but I could also kind of go see, I could see you drinking this around like Thanksgiving time too. Just November and like when the weather is starting to cool down. In general, um, yeah, I would probably say uh, I, I would say it probably fits a little bit better in the fall. Um, you know, kind of like picturing. I mean, yeah, like Thanksgiving or you know, you're you're at like a yeah, maybe not a tailgate. It's maybe not like a, that great of a tailgate beer, but like the weather's nice enough where you could be on a patio. Like you're just kind of maybe sipping on that. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't get a full kind of wintry. Christmas vibe from it? No, it's um, yeah, it's too light. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. Um, uh, Rob, score wise, are you uh, you joining me here in the swamp? <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's slightly better than Shiner, so I am going to rate it a little bit above Shiner. I'm going to give it a two point six nine. Yeah, no, it's it's not as bad as Shiner. I think I think that like, you know, kind of bitterness to it gives it a gives it a leg up. I think it is probably more amendable to more people. Um, you know, I could I could drink two. Like, I wouldn't it wouldn't pain me to drink multiple of these. I, I guess. Um, so I'd probably give it a two point one three. It's just okay. Um. All right, Rob. Any last notes on Abita? Um, I think that's it. I'm just, uh, you know, we had the Abita show, uh, and we loved all those beers. I'm just uh, a little disappointed with the Christmas one, but we got two. We got two. We can't end on a low note, so we got two more here to to bring us back to 
to glory. Yes. Uh, let's go with Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. Uh, Rob, you want to go ahead and give the description? While other holiday beers go heavy on spice and sweetness, Celebration wields fresh hops, the first harvest of the season, towards its complex and cabin cozy notes of pine, citrus, and multi caramel or caramel. A wintertime classic since 1981, and your new tradition starting now. That's something I always kind of forget. Sierra Nevada has been around for a long time. Yeah, they you know they kind of like seem like that newer wave kind of brewery, but they have been they have kind of been one of the OGs in the craft. You know, kind of like with like Samuel Adams, like kind of one of the OGs there um, in that regard. Looking at the at the bottle, you definitely do get that kind of Christmas vibe. You got the the cabin out in the in the mountains, like covered in snow. You got the hops kind of arranged like mistletoe. Looks uh, very festive. Yeah, and I mean the Sierra Nevada logo is always very like classic looking, kind of like a medieval type of look to it. A bit, um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a sharp looking bottle. It is. Yeah. Um, looking at the beer. Pretty much along the same lines as the other two. I think maybe a little bit lighter. It has a little yeah. bit more of an orange hue to it a little that's, bit. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like a, Just like a tiniest like orange hue to it, I would say. Yeah. But smell-wise, you're getting a lot of the... It, it, kind of like that... I'm trying to, I'm trying to pinpoint it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of hops. I mean, I get a lot of... I get some citrusness. That's, too, yeah, that, 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 that was what I was looking for. Like, you kind of get that little citra hop kind of smell to it. it. Smells smells good. A little malty, like... But it definitely does not smell how it looks. Like, it kind of smells like, like your kind of typical, like, citrus IPA. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm really interested to dive into it to see, you know, if we pick up some of that malty caramel. Well, Rob... There's only one way to find out. Oh. I, I'm not doing well with these clinks on the glass bottles. Huh. Wow. Okay, we're, we're, we're back in. Yeah, we're back in. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that is very tasty. Um, wow. I even pick up on, like, the... Like the caramel, and it, it really blends well with everything. Yeah. I mean, there is, there's a lot of hops in this thing. Mm-hmm. A lot more than you would expect with any kind of Christmas beer. Um, but, it, you know, I think the caramel is blended pretty well with it. It's pretty balanced. Uh, it's very tasty. Yeah, the caramel helps kind of, uh, I, I guess, dilute both the caramel taste and as well as the hop taste. Like, I think it, uh, you know... You do get, you do like kind of smell a little bit more of that like alcoholy kind of like high high ABV. Actually, I didn't see the ABV on this bottle. I couldn't find it online either. Six point eight percent. So yeah, you know, a whole percentage point higher than Abita. So you know, you definitely do get that more kind of hoppy alcohol smell and a little bit of that that bite to it too. But the caramel does, like you said, it just it helps pair and kind of you know balances balance think. everything out, you know, but in a good way for sure. Um, it definitely does taste like fresh hops too. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you know, it's just not your kind of typical. I mean, typical like IPA. I mean, it is very fresh, uh, very, um, very delicious. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, I think you hit it on the head, like, it's very fresh tasting, and, um, it's, um, while it's maybe, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was just gonna say, I, I, it's one of the more different beers we've had on the podcast, I think. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely very different, it's kind of hard to, to pinpoint necessarily a, like, full flavor profile, I suppose, <clears throat> just because it is, like, you know, it's, it's hard to compare it to something, you know, kind of like compare it to another one we've had uh that being said i don't know if it's necessarily going to fit fully into that kind of christmas kind of kind of feel i think it definitely fits more into a winter vibe than it does a christmas vibe yeah i would say so too um but i i you could also i think even drink this around the springtime as well just because of kind of the citrus and i think hops to it the fresh hops um you know, maybe as you're kind of, um, you know, all winter you've been kind of been drinking like darker beers, malty beers. You know, you kind of want something. You want to get back to drinking like a different type of hoppy beers. You know, this is kind of something I think to transition to, um, and I think would be perfect for that. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just continue to go on our time of year, go out of sequence on this one since we already kind of brought it up. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I definitely kind of picture this as something that I would drink in the wintertime. You know, it's it, probably more post-Christmas, January, February, where it's, you know, it's just kind of the colder months. You're looking for something to warm you up a little bit. Uh, you know, not that there's like a spice to it, but it, it's just got like a little kick to it that uh, it's got like a wintry kind of taste. Um, and going And going with that in terms of food pairing... I think this is a great dessert beer, I th- or not uh, not dessert beer, appetizer beer. Uh, you yeah. know, picture 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 a time back when we could leave our homes. Um, you know, you go you go to the bar, you get a, you get a round of apps for you know you get like a mozzarella stick or an onion ring or nachos or something. I think this is you know especially because you want something a little bit lighter uh, since it is a little bit heavier. Uh, so definitely definitely an appetizer. In the cold winter months of January and February, I like it. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, definitely something lighter. You know, I, I don't think this is something that you're like eating pizza with or something like that. You know, um, you know, I could even kind of going back to one of my other uh, food pairings I had from uh, the past show is again, I could see something like a honey ham. Um, you know, if you're going to pick like a Christmas type of food, um, I could also see, uh, like a rotisserie style chicken. Um, so, you know, it's something that's, um, or even like chicken wings, if you're kind of going on the appetizer side. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, score wise, Rob, what are you going to give it? Uh, so I, I wanted to look back at my other scores because... Oh, I like it. I don't know if it's as good as IPA, Alpha Claws, or Fismas, but I still think it's very solid. I'm gonna go with a three point seven four. Three point seven four. Yeah, I think this is a pretty top notch beer. Sierra Nevada just knows how to make good beer. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna be up and up high with you as well. Um, I probably liked it a little bit more than Christmas Ale. Gave Christmas a 4.38. It's 
probably right right along the same line. So I'll give it a four point two four. I think it's yeah, I think it's just a really good beer. Um, definitely definitely a great kind of winter month beer. Get you kind of nice and warmed up. You know, you get you get yourself a six pack. Break that out between two days. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Yeah. Or drink it all in one day, but you might not feel good afterward. Either way, don't drink and drive. Um, all right, Rob, any last notes on Celebration? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. All righty, let's move on to our final beer of the year, Rob. Christmas Ale from Anchor Brewing. I'll go ahead and read the description. It's a bit of a long one. I actually mean that this time. Uh, our annual Christmas Ale is a subtly spiced in... Sup- sumptuously smooth winter warmer. This year's brew marks the 46th annual release of this Anchor holiday tradition. Back in 1975, Anchor released the first holiday beer in America since Prohibition. Year after year, Anchor creates a new secret recipe with a unique hand-drawn label for their Christmas ale. But the intent with each brew remains the same. Joy for the changing seasons and celebration of the newest of life. With a heavily guarded confidential recipe, Christmas Ale is sold only from early November to mid-January. The 2020 Anchor Christmas Ale is one of a kind, featuring the highest ABV at 7% and darkest appearance of any vignette. Yet this year's release is very easy drinking and approachable. For everyone at a holiday gathering or virtual event, Anchor's 2020 Christmas Ale is silky smooth and layered with classic holiday flavors of chocolate, toasted marshmallow, and graham crackers. Perfect for the for enjoying at the end of a meal or around a fire with close friends. This winter warmer teems with aromas of fresh coffee and dark chocolate and pours with a tight, creamy cappuccino-colored head. Should have read the description before I committed to this. <laughs> yep, I am looking forward to that coffee taste. Um, Ooh, that is... Black as tar. Dark as night. Yeah. Um, so the bottle art here, so like they said, every year they, they, uh, draw a new one. So there's another super long description on it. So I'll just go ahead and read it. Each year, a new symbolic hand-drawn tree is chosen for the Christmas ale label. This year's label features the three graces, three iconic towering sequoias from the Mariposa uh, Grove in California's Yosemite National Park. This is, the, this is only the second time in its 46-year history that multiple trees are shown together on the label, a fitting statement to symbolize togetherness and hope in a year when so much time has been spent apart. The three graces represent radiance, joy, and flowering characteristics that we can all hold near. That's nice. Nice. Um, Scheme-wise, like, it definitely has that kind of like hand-drawn look to it. Uh, you know, just very, very easy, very simple-looking. Why we do that? Uh, so this is seven percent ABV, so the strongest of the of the ones we have here. Looking at it, uh, like Rob kind of hinted, that thing is uh, dark as night. Yeah, yeah, like very stouty looking. Smells, it smells very nice. Uh, you know, you, I think you do kind of get that like toasted marshmallow smell a little bit. 
with a little, say, a little blend like, of coffee. Right. I, I almost pick up like on like, I don't even know if it's in here, but like kind of, some kind of like dark berries. Like, I don't know, some kind of, like I pick up on a little sweetness in the smell. Um, I know that's nowhere in the, in the description, but it's just kind of something I'm picking up on. But Rob, and for the last time this year, last time, there's only one way to find out. Cheers. Oh, it's an interesting aftertaste. I really like. Well, oh, now I'm getting some coffee taste to it on on the aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that tastes very nice. It's very, I, you know, they 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 said in the description it's, you know, it's heavier and stuff like that, and it's darker, but it's it's smooth. It goes down very easily. It's very smooth. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very easy to take in. And um, yeah, I definitely pick up on a lot of like a lot of the marshmallow. I think at first, and then. Like I was saying, that aftertaste is kind of like that dark chocolate or like uh, uh, kind of coffee type of taste to it. Um, yeah, you get the uh, coffee, roasty kind of taste, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and the dark chocolate kind of hangs on your tongue for a little while. A little bit. The back of your tongue is where, mostly where I get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, food pairing-wise, Rob, what would, you, what would you go with this? Um... I think it's still very smooth where, you know, it's not like Alpha Claws where, you know, Joe says, I don't think you could really pair it with a food. I think, you know, you could pair it with something. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out what. And if you have yours and mine already, you can go ahead and say it, but. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're going to want to go with a pastry. Um, yeah. You know, like, I'm kind of thinking like a donut, like you get like a chocolate long john or something. Maybe even something like an eclair or something like that. Uh you know, an old fashioned, maybe. yeah, you know, an old fashioned donut or something. I don't know. Claire's not technically a donut, but you, you get my point. Um, is it? Is it? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, um, I think so. I, it's a pastry, like a chocolate eclair, yeah, donut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think like you know, kind of like a donut, definitely going along with that coffee kind of taste. Uh, I think it, I think it pairs well. So I like it, kind of like a Christmas morning type of beer, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> especially with Christmas being on a Friday this year. You need a beer to kind of get you going in the morning after you've already had your coffee. It's going to comp, you know, it's going to complement, uh, you know, this kind of beer with uh, the aftertaste from coffee or whatever. Um, you know, you could uh, maybe even like a kind of like a, like a biscotti, um, like chocolate covered biscottis. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Um, yeah, no, this is pretty good beer. We we we. We ended on a high note. Um, yeah. Time of year wise, I mean, obviously this is winter, Christmas. No Definitely. Doubt, no doubt I could drink it. this in January too, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it it it, it fits it, it fits in perfectly with you know, like I'm kind of picturing just like a snowy night, like the the windows are getting kind of iced up. Uh, you, you know, you got a little draft coming in. Yeah, you get yourself you get yourself a Christmas ale and warm yourself up. Keep cozy. Get by the and fire. I, I think it's really cool that it's a. I mean, they make they literally make a different type of Christmas beer every year. Yeah. So, I 
mean, it might be something that we'll probably look into for, you know, years to come for the show. Absolutely. Um, Rob, score-wise, last score of the year. What are you giving? Man, last score of the year. Uh, I think I still like uh, Sierra Nevada uh, celebration a little bit better, but it's not by much. So I'm going to go with a 3.71. Yeah, uh, no, I think this is a, you know, a really, you know, just solid beer. And it's not, you know, I think my biggest thing with kind of coffee-based things is if it relies too heavily on the coffee taste, I'm not a coffee fan, so obviously I'm not going to like it. I think it's just kind of like a nice roast to it that uh, that just really complements the beer. So I'm going to give it a three, three, eight, one. Uh Oh, I like this one. Higher than me. It's it's not something I would drink multiple. I'd have one, and that's it. like yeah. I I think it's you're not you're not gonna get you're not gonna be able to drink two or you could, but I just I don't I don't think it'll be as enjoyable the second time because it is a little bit heavier. Right. Okay. That's true. It, 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 you almost forget it's seven percent. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um. All right, Rob. Any last notes on any of these beers? You know, I, I think they were very different from what we've had, you know, in, in last week's episode, which is, it's kind of cool. Um, I mean, you know, we talk about all the time how certain type of seasonal beers can kind of taste similar. Um, not with Christmas beers. They're all very different. For sure. All right. Rob, in other beer news. Other beer news. So I got a couple beers. Um, I had a couple more from... Uh, the Craft Beer Club, which my sister got me the December edition of Craft Beer Club. She got me the case. Uh, these two beers were from Dick's Brewing Company in Centralia, Washington. <laughs> and the first one was Batch 202 Northwest IPA. Uh, very dry, very citrusy, though, and uh, a little hoppy. So kind of... Um, you know, uh, kind of similar to some of your typical IPAs. Um, and then this Irish Red Ale, which was uh, very smooth, very delicious. Malty, I mean, it had a little bit of a stout taste, so it was, you know, kind of roasty. Um, but like I said, yeah, very smooth. Nice. Awesome. Uh, any Anything else? That's it for me. Cool. Uh, so before I get to my beer advent calendar beers that I had uh, – Little news popped up on my Twitter feed today. Off Color is releasing a Rob Smirkin because I called dibs on this one. Um, they are releasing a new version of Beer for Pizza. It is Cherry Beer for Pizza, so uh, upgrading on the cola taste to a cherry cola taste. That's an upgrade. So I will certainly be uh, be making a trip out to Off Color or my local Binnies to give it a shot. Speaking of making it, making a way to breweries, uh, I did a little curbside pickup this weekend. I forgot to take a picture of it. Oops. Um, but uh, be a look, be on the lookout. I have a lot of beers coming up that I'll probably be talking about on the show next year. Uh, Hopewell, Metropolitan, Dovetail, and of course Revolution. Uh, just a really solid solid group. Had some uh, had some interesting holiday beers, so I was excited to try that. Uh, and then a quick rundown of my beer advent, beer calendar, beers, whatever. I just said beer like four times. Um, beer. 
So seven seven beers. Uh, there's one more for you. O'Shea's Robust Stout. Not too shabby. Uh, more chocolate than coffee, so that was kind of right up my alley. My alley. Uh, Christoffel Belgian White. Uh, it wasn't as spicy or aromatic as kind of other white beers, you know, like Allagash White and stuff like that. So bit of a letdown, but it was all right. Uh, 1758 Belgian IPA. Slightly hoppy. Bit of a fruit fruity taste. I had O'Shea's Hoppy Lager. Uh, smooth and clean. Very easy drinking. Uh, I had Imperium. Probably kind of my favorite so far. Very simplistic, crisp and delicious. Kind of like a, you know, along the lines of a Stella or something like that. But pretty good. Uh, from my favorite to my least favorite so far, O'Shea's Red Ale. It just kind of had like a warm kind of like taste to it, despite it being fresh out of the fridge. So it was okay. And it was like kind of like smoothie-like. It was all right. Uh, and then Sazones, or however the hell you say it. It's bitter. It was bitter, but smooth. It was all right. Um, there's been some pretty good beers from that. So overall success. I'll talk about the other ones when we come back. All righty. Now, Rob, before we close out, uh, I figured since it is our last show, you know, been doing this for a year. We've had, we've had a lot of lot of beers on the show, so I figure we both uh, we both give our top five of some beers that we uh, that we had on the show this year that we maybe want to give a little special ho- uh, shout out to. Yeah, uh, so Joe and I did have a consensus number one. Yes. And this was probably the biggest surprise. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rob. Come on, what kind of showmanship is this? You got to build up. We got to go from five to one. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Come on now. You got to build to five. Came from one of our uh, our fridge dump episodes, actually. Uh, It was Buckle Down Hazy Hideaway, which was really interesting. Um, I liked that one. It had some. Uh, some mango taste to it, um, very citrusy, very dry, very solid from Buckle Down. Uh, number four came from one of the uh, quarantine episodes. I had the 2017 Bourbon County Brand Style from Goose Island. Uh, you know, very smooth, yet very roasty, right up my alley. Uh, Pipeworks Close Encounter, one of Joe's favorites, obviously. If you remember our Pipeworks episode, he that, loved the That dark was idea. the... Um... That was the first score that was below a two for either of us in the show's history. Um, set the precedence, set the precedent right off the bat that uh, coffee-infused beverages were not going to score well with me. And don't let Rob's slander let you think otherwise. Uh, it was very good. Number two, it was um, one from our summer beer bracket, which was Buckle Down Summer Lovin', which was actually like slightly hoppy, but very smooth and very bright, um, very tasty. Right. Um, Before then, you, yeah, bu- 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 why don't you let uh, me get some, Rob? I, I wasn't going to say number one. I was going to say my honorable mentions. All right, all right. Let's make it sure. Right. I'm going to save number one because Joe and I had a consensus on the number one choice. Uh, but a couple honorable mentions or beers we. Uh, Beers I had that were not on the show. Well, um, uh, like off-color beer for burgers, and then there was Revolutions uh, 
2020 Cafe Death, which Joe actually picked up for me from Revolution, so I thank you for that. Uh, another favorite of Joe's was Alpha Claws, which we had on the show last week. That's another honorable mention. And, and then Revolution Eugene, which I actually hadn't had before this year. So, all solid beers. Rob, I really don't appreciate the slander that is coming out of your mouth right now. Um, yeah, for me, so number five for me was uh, a beer that we had on our uh, quarantine shows. They're never going to come on podcasts, so just go watch the YouTube videos if you want, if you have time. I understand if you don't. Uh, it was Fruity Nuggets from 450 North Brewing Company. Uh, that was one that I, I'm I'm excited to go back to because they do have a lot of interesting beers uh, you know, they had, like, key lime and stuff, but Fruity Nuggets was really delicious. It was pretty strong, but, like, not not so strong that you couldn't have multiple, so uh, very, very enjoyable. And then it, uh, number four for me was Viridian Dreams. I think that one was uh, just really, really delicious, kind of, uh, you know, we had that on the Pretzel Crack show. Uh, very uh, kind of creamy, very hazy too. Yeah, uh, yeah, very delicious. Very delicious. That's from uh, other half brewing. Number three, it was from our um, summer beer bracket. It was what Rob picked up. Uh, induction, uh, induction summer ale from Cooper's, Cooperstown Brewing. That one was. I mean, it didn't. It made it far in the bracket, but I always kind of felt felt that it was really strong fall taste as well. Had that really good aromatic you know, spicy kind of taste to it. Uh, just really, really gave me that kind of warm fall feeling. So I really, really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, and then number two from Pipeworks, Cryo Mosaic. Um, that was another one where it's, you know, it was strong, kind of similar to Fruity Nuggets, but it, you know, it wasn't so strong that it was overwhelming. Uh, and the can art was be- you know, like really gorgeous on it. It had like the ninja, ninja stars, uh, reflecting or refracting, whatever the hell you want to use. Um, and then a couple honorable mentions for me. Uh, Beer for Golf from Off Color, Lost Palette from Goose Island, uh, uh, Table Salt from Hopewell. There were uh, there were a lot of really good beers uh, that we had Table this year. Table Salt, yeah, that was a good one. That was, a, that was another quarantine episode. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a good year for beer, but Number one, uh, in our in both of our hearts was Bud Light. It was the most delicious beer I've, I've ever had on the show. <laughs> Bud no. Light Lime. Yeah, Bud, right. yeah, Bud Light Lime. No. Uh, the the winner of the summer beer bracket, Rob, you wanna go ahead and Yeah, it was Surly Grapefruit Supreme. Um, you know, we knew Surly made really good beers. This one just really caught us by surprise. And I think it it was a six seed, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It, I I had no intention of that thing ever making it close to the finals, but it was uh, it was the little engine that could. It was, and I think the biggest thing was you know you and I are not big grapefruit fans, but it was just it like it's it's in the pantheon for me of just obviously it won the tournament, but just like every year I'm gonna have to get myself a fifteen pack of it and. And throw it in right. the cooler. It, you know, it's 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 a it's just a perfect summer beer. It kind of brings up a funny story. You know, when Joe and I were collecting all our summer beers and we were at Benny's, you know, we we certainly had a different summer beer at the time that we were trying to get our hands on, and we did see this one, and 
he only sold it in 15 packs. And we were like, well, crap, we got to buy a 15 pack yeah. of a grapefruit beer that we're probably not going to like. Yeah. Like, this sucks. And we ended up loving it. And I wanted to take more of the 15 pack than Joe would. I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was the financier of that one. So I wanted to keep holding. Yes. It was, yeah. it was one we probably fit about like two cases of it. It was like, I brought, I brought it around my friends. They like, you know, they were like, Oh, do you still have more of that grapefruit beer? Like bring it, bring another of that. Cause that was really good. Yeah. It's just that, that was the one that probably blew me away the most. And I probably never would have had if not for, uh, for the show. So thank you show. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Rob, anything else, man? Um, you know, I think that's it. I mean, it, I mean, what a year it's been. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, 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 the shit show that it has been. I mean, we've had a great time making these podcasts for you guys. Um, you know, it's been fun. I can't wait for twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rob and I have uh, we're we're in the lab. We're cooking up some uh, some ideas for for future episodes and uh, kind of you know some some new uh, some new ideas for for changing up the podcast form. Uh, so we're looking forward to that, but. You know, I think Rob and I both just want to wish you guys a, a happy holidays, a happy new year. Uh, you know, stay safe. Hopefully you're able to, you know, enjoy it with your family and friends, uh, you know, as safe as you can be. And yes, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see you guys in 2021. Absolutely. Can't wait. We, uh, we hope that next year we can, uh, we can, we can meet up with some of our, some of our listeners at a bar somewhere and, uh, and grab a beer. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. So, to close out one more time. Let's do it. As always, we invite you to try these beers along with us. Please do so responsibly. Do not drink and drive. And, as always. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.